Blog Talk Radio. I was born on the 21st day on my mama and daddy's 21st birthday. Took me 21 minutes to say my 21st word. First 21 years, all I ever heard was blackjack. There he goes, blackjack. One lucky soul, there ain't no game that I can't win. Grown men cry when I walk in blackjack. That's my name, Blackjack. That's my game in love or life. It's the same to me. Always got an ace hit up my sleeve. Good evening, everybody. We are live here on Viva La Vegas. I'm the host, the Big Man on Campus, joining you here on a Monday, August or August, April 23rd, 2018. I uh, hope everyone had a very good weekend, a fun weekend, a productive weekend, a money-making weekend. We're back here on Viva La Vegas. It's 1030, which means you know where we are. Uh, we are presented by the great folks at the Action Network. Blackjack Fletcher off tonight, uh, making a little trek back to Long Island from the city. I uh, came home from uh, Vegas. He's a little t- tired and worn out, so... Uh, he will not be joining us tonight, but we'll have Blackjack Fletcher back tomorrow evening on the show. Um, open board tonight, people. Whatever you want to talk about, I'll get into all sorts of things. NBA uh, uh, game just ending here with Houston and Minnesota. We'll get into that. We'll get into the games tomorrow. Uh, you want to talk about it? I want to hear from you. Give me a call, 917-889-3290 on the Southtown 101 hotline. Listen. A lot going on. Obviously, it's a fun time of year right now. You got a lot going on. You got baseball, you know, the start of the season. You're starting to see and kind of figure out teams at this point. You know, who's going to be a team that we're going to have to watch out for? Who's a team that maybe is a little fraudulent early on here? Um, you know, whose teams that you got to keep your eye on? Pitchers that are keeping your, you got to keep your eye on. Uh, you know, obviously, the NBA and NHL playoffs are in full effect. Uh, you have some great um, soccer going on as well. You got Champions League getting going tomorrow. Ton going on. Uh, we're here to talk about it. Join me. I'd love to chat with you. Uh, 917-889-3290 on the Southtown 101 hotline. Obviously, the big news tonight uh, with a uh, not a full baseball card, but a decent sized baseball card. The big news tonight, obviously, is uh, the Houston uh, Rockets just really take it to Minnesota in the second half. I mean. Houston didn't look good in the first half, but you know what? You know what was still interesting? They still had a lead at half, and that was the big thing. I mean, Harden didn't play well. Chris Paul didn't play well. Uh, They really didn't get any sort of consistent shooting in the first half. Um, And Reggie Miller said at best they were still up. Uh, They were still up one even after um, not getting any sort of valuable minutes or or offense from, from James Harden. But then the third quarter came, and, and the Rockets just totally erupted. They looked like the team that you know we've seen so many times this year. It really looked like that dominant team again. Uh, they outscored the Timberwolves fifty to twenty in the third quarter and cruised to a uh, one nineteen one hundred win. Obviously, Harden and Paul the big story. Sixty one points combined, thirty six for Harden, twenty five for Chris Paul, and. Look, no one's going to beat the Houston Rockets when they're playing like that. Uh, by the way, the late basket, 10 and a half seconds to go, put the game over the post, a total of 217 and a half. So uh, if you had the uh, 217 and a half and you had an under there, uh, my 
uh, apologies to you. Uh, that late play from Joe Johnson uh, was the winner. So uh, obviously we'll chat about that. We got a game going on as well uh, coming up here in a matter of minutes. I did take uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. I have them plus four and a half here uh, with uh, with OKC. I'm hoping we can get a bounce back effort from them tonight. I do believe Black Jack Fletcher is on Oklahoma City as well. So we'll obviously have to root that one in. Um, you know, look, uh, you obviously think, you know, the Thunder will have a better performance tonight. They didn't play well in the second half uh, on Saturday. Uh, way too many open jump shots. Uh, not enough Russell Westbrook late in the game. Uh, Russell has obviously uh, mentioned that he will be ready to go in this one. Obviously, you have to hope he is, and he will be. Uh, but I am on Oklahoma City, so we'll follow this one and keep abreast of this uh, and uh, see what's going on. Um, obviously, we'll take care of some quick business. I did mention, give me a call anytime. I'd love to hear from you. 917-889-3290 on the Southtown 101 hotline, wherever you're in San Antonio, Texas. Make sure you're checking out the great people at Southtown 101. Great restaurant, full of fun and great food, uh, great meals, great entertainment, great people. Uh, head on down to San Antonio, a great place to be, a great place to hang out for a couple of days. Uh, good weather, great sights, uh, and good food there at Southtown 101, 101 Freighter Street in San Antonio, Texas. Look, you want to talk draft? I'd love to hear from you. Uh, we can talk NFL draft. Where does your team uh, look to go in the NFL draft? I already have my mock done. I already know where, uh, in my opinion, where all these teams are going to go. Does your team have a certain need? Let's talk about it. Where's Josh Allen going? Where's Josh Rosen going? Rosen continues to slide down draft boards for some reason uh, that I don't really seem to understand. I mean, Josh Rosen is the best quarterback in this draft uh, and will be the best quarterback in this draft. Um, Not really sure why, um, you know, his off-the-field stuff is a problem. He doesn't have any off-the-field stuff. I don't know why that's being brought up. I mean, you got to remember, Josh Rosen's a guy that it's an elite pocket passer. Uh, he has a rare arm. He's a great spiral. Instincts are fantastic. Field vision's there. Um, he's just tall in the pocket. This, everything about him, he's good size. Uh, he's very accurate with the ba- uh, football. I've got a ton of knowledge on the field. Um, you know, can, can throw with good timing, great ball placement. Just everything about Josh Rosen screams success. Um, he doesn't have a ton of weaknesses either. Uh, the only real weakness he, that you have to obviously point out is, you know, some of the injuries issues he had in college at times with his hand and, and stuff like that. And my apologies, guys. Uh, we just had a little technical issue there. Should be good to go. But, yeah, I mean, going forward, I mean, with Josh Rosen, there's just not a ton of – of of negatives. I mean, I guess you got to look at the fact of, you know, when you do do the interviewing process of getting a, a football player and going through the draft process, you know, you are going to talk to the teammates. You're going to talk to the coaches. You're going to talk to past coaches that he had. And look, there's not uh, a lot of love for Josh Rosen, but again, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean that, you know, Josh Rosen's not a good quarterback. He just had, you know, certain people didn't like the guy. Uh, the leadership might be questionable, but look, in this time of, of the NFL with the constant things going on, I do obviously get you need to kind of check all your your, your windows and doors. But again, um, the, the the Josh Rosen, as far as on the field, I mean, he, he's just a total gamer. I mean, he's the best quarterback in this draft, and uh, I don't really see a reason why if I'm not the Cleveland Browns and I want a quarterback, why I wouldn't take Josh Rosen number one? 
Uh, if it was my uh, choice, I would take uh, Saquon Barkley number one, and I would take, um, you know, obviously if Josh Rosen's at four, which I think he will be, uh, I would take Josh Rosen at four if I'm the Cleveland Browns. But I got to tell you, if, if I'm Cleveland, um, do you want a quarterback? Do you need a quarterback? Is Tyrod Taylor the best option? Uh, look, is he the best option? No, of course there's other people you could, you know, pick over uh, Tyrod Taylor. But I think Tyrod Taylor is fine initially. I don't know if, if other than – and I don't know how they feel. I don't know if, if they feel that, you know, this is a good quarterback draft. Obviously, people love Darnold. People like Josh Allen. But, listen, if I'm taking a quarterback, it's Josh Allen or, or Josh Rosen. I've said that time and time again. I've been on the Rosen bandwagon all year. Uh, I want Rosen. But I'm going to tell you right now, the best player in this draft is Saquon Barkley. And I'm taking him number one. I don't care who you are. He is the best player in this draft and needs to go number one. And if you're Cleveland, you need to go out and you need to get some playmakers. Okay, that's just the truth of the matter. Um, you already have had struggles at quarterback throughout the years. Why not go out and shore up this offense? Because what you're going to do next year is you're going to bring back Josh Gordon, um, another year of, of his um, his recuperation plan. You're getting back off the substance abuse. You have Corey Coleman. You went out and got Jarvis Landry to play in your slot. Why not go out and get a big home run hitter? Carlos Hyde, Saquon Barkley. I I I, I like the, the the goal here. And then look, if you don't take a quarterback, take uh, Miles or uh, Bradley Chubb. Put him on the other side of uh, of Miles Garrett, and you have a really good tandem there. Um, you know, on that front defensive line. This is a team that is not that far away. And I saw their win total came out at four and a half. That's too low to me. This Cleveland Browns team is going to win five games. I don't think that's enough. Um, th- their team is much improved, and I know they still have uh, uh, um, Hugh Jackson there. But look, the talent around this team is much improved. There's a lot to like here with Cleveland. So you know, you want to talk draft? Uh, call. I'd love to talk to you. Uh, we can chat about whatever team you want, uh, where your team's going. We can also talk MLB. Obviously, a lot going on on the diamond tonight. A couple uh, scores to keep abreast of. Uh, the Cleveland Indians get the job done against Baltimore. Baltimore really, really struggling. Now 6-17 and 17 on the season. Uh, and Carlos Carrasco, guys, magnificent yet again. Uh, he goes 7 and a third, just give, gives up just the one run uh, and had seven strikeouts. Over the last 22 innings, just three earned runs, and opponents are hitting 149 against Carlos Carrasco, just really pitching his ass off right now. The only problem is Carlos Carrasco hasn't gotten a ton of run support, but um, either or, the Orioles are just really having issues right now. They can't even get people on base, let alone score runs. Kevin Galsman wasn't bad tonight. Uh, They just couldn't score any runs for him. Uh, Didi Gregorius just hit a grand slam. Uh, It's now 14-1 to Yankees tonight. Uh, I know the Twins were getting a big plus money price. Uh, Masahiro Tanaka was very good tonight. Uh, he only gave up that one run over six innings, just three hits. Uh, Miguel Andujar had a big home run. Uh, John Carlos Stanton had a home run. I mentioned um, the grand slam from Didi. Tyler Alston had a home run. Uh, Aaron Hicks had a nice night. Um, a very big night for the Yankee offense, uh, and they are continuing to pile on runs. They will get the win tonight obviously up in the Bronx against the Minnesota Twins. Uh, A's and Rangers are tied in the eighth. However, uh, the Rangers or the A's do have a runner on third uh, late in this baseball game. A couple other finals. Uh, The Reds finally get a win. How about that? They're now four 
and 18 on the year. They get a win over uh, the Atlanta Braves, a game that I didn't think would get in uh, due to weather, but a nice night for the most part from uh, Salvatore Romano. He was very good tonight, uh, and the Reds finally get off the schneid and get a win. Uh, Romano, six innings, only gave up a run. Uh, so nice night for him uh, in uh, in Atlanta tonight. So uh, let's get into uh, some calls here. If you want to be a caller, I'd love to hear from you. Give me a call, 917-889-3290. We can talk whatever you want. You want to talk MLB, you want to talk NBA playoffs, you want to talk uh, soccer tomorrow. We have some Champions League football. Uh, obviously the draft on Thursday. Give me a call. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Caller, what's up? Yeah, what's good, Jeff? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, it's Preston. What's up, man? Doing well. I'm rooting in this OKC and uh, the under. Yeah, I'm on OKC myself, man. Uh, hopefully they can uh, play a bit better in the second half. I'll tell you what, they uh, really struggled uh, defensively in the second half. Couldn't uh, couldn't get a body on Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles was just shooting uh, from anywhere on the court, and they couldn't seem to stop it. Yeah, no, we were at, uh, me and Blackjack were at Caesars, Caesars watching the game. guy next to me had OKC, and I had Utah second half minus one, and he was just beyond frustrated because at the end of the third quarter, Billy Donovan didn't have Paul George, Carmelo, or Westbrook in the game. Right. I was right, like, what right. the hell are you doing? Yeah, I a very poor coaching uh, second half from him. I, I agree. He was way off. I asked myself several times, where was Westbrook late in the game? I mean, particularly you know, middle of the third, fourth quarter, you know, beginning of the fourth quarter. Where was Russell Westbrook? Got to be in the game. No excuses. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. And I, I didn't catch the uh, the boxing match, but I think Vargas got robbed. Um, I, I do. I think Jesse Vargas won the fight. I had Adrian Brenner winning three rounds. Uh, I could maybe say he won four rounds, but. I didn't think it was a draw, no. I thought Vargas definitely won. Um, you know, Brunner obviously towards the end of the fight came on, you know, rounds like six through ten. He obviously got a bit more busy. But, you know, Brunner isn't throwing up punches. He didn't throw up punches. Um, I did not think it was a draw. I thought Vargas clearly won. Uh, he was busier. He did more damage, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I, I, I thought Vargas won the fight for sure. Yeah, because I know uh... – yeah, I had that, and I got blackjacked to bet that as well. So we were kind of upset when it was ruled a draw. But Yeah, yeah I mean, again, I, I think uh, with, with Broner, obviously he's got to be very lucky that he got a draw there. Uh, if he loses that fight, I mean, that's basically, to me, probably the end of, of Adrian Broner in big fights. I mean, he just – he continues to, to to pull wool over people's eyes. He's just not a particularly good fighter. I mean, he can keep trying to, you know, put on his, his, his you know, his mask and try to act like he's his big, tough fighter. But he's not He's not beating anyone we're talking about. And, look, in my opinion, he should have lost the other night. And, and we're just really delaying the inevitable of the end of his career. Uh, he's not going to ever beat anyone we're talking about. And he can continue to, you know, parade around like he's a good fighter and stuff. But at the end of the day, he's going to have to prove it sooner or later. And, he hasn't been able to do it. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought Vargas won for sure. Yeah, I know because uh, Khan looked really good. He knocked that guy out in like a minute, right? Yeah, Amir Khan locked out Phil LaGreco right away. And, look, that was a concern for me with Phil, uh, with Amir Khan. He hadn't fought in two years. Uh, LaGreco is known to um, – look, he's not a great fighter, but he's 
you know, obviously will go up and fight people. He he fought Earl Spence. He fought Sean Porter. Um, he's a decent fighter. But listen, Amir was ready to go. He was in his hometown. Um, he he knocked him out quick. That was nice to see because I'm I've always been a big fan of him. He's one of my favorite fighters. So it was nice to see him get the job done. Yeah, he had a no trouble as a big favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good to see. So uh, with tomorrow's Champions League, you uh, taking Liverpool then? Uh, yes, I'm taking Liverpool. I, I don't think they have any trouble here. I really don't. Uh, the, the second leg could be a problem, but I think what you're going to see is Liverpool must defend. Obviously, you know, they've been pretty good, though, lately defensively. They've had nice uh, success at the back with Van Dyke adding him, and I think you got to try to prevent Roma from scoring here. Obviously, I think they'll win, but it's can they keep a clean sheet? Uh, and that, to me, that's why I think the under might have a little bit more uh, of, of a, to me, uh, I'm, I'm interested in the under a little bit more. Obviously, on certain books, you can um, mess around with the, the, the goal lines and stuff like that. I can get Liverpool in the under 3.5 at um, like two, like basically plus 130. Uh, that's something that I'm kind of looking at. I think that this scores 2 0, honestly. I think Liverpool will score a couple. I think the goal will be to defend, not give up that away goal, because if you get the away goal, then obviously it leaves Roma kind of opened up and you know, they can kind of in the second leg. They're very good at home. That's one thing Barcelona wasn't able to do. Barcelona couldn't keep a clean sheet uh, in the first leg, and that was obviously the difference in how Roma advanced by having that away goal. So I think obviously Liverpool will do whatever they can. Uh, to not give up an away goal, and, and Roma will defend for as long as they can. Uh, I think they basically park the bus and, and try to get Liverpool uh, kind of out of their, their realm and not be able to attack, attack, attack. So for me, I'll go Liverpool, but I think the game also will stay under. Okay, yeah, I was uh, just looking at that. You know, had a pretty busy weekend, so i uh, got to get back in the swing of things these next couple of days. I feel you on that, man. Hope you had a nice weekend, man. Yeah, no, we yeah, we had a good time. Well, uh, well, Jeff, I'll let you go. Uh, good. Have a good one. Yeah, good to hear, man. Talk to you soon, Preston. Thanks for calling. Yep, see you, Jeff. See you, Jeff. Uh, Preston, live from Vegas. Uh, if you want to be the next card, love to hear from you. 917-889-3290 in the Southtown 101 hotline. Uh, Preston mentioned Liverpool. Obviously, they get going tomorrow against Roma. Um, one of the great European uh, places to be, Liverpool. Uh, as far as soccer is concerned, uh, Anfield is a great place for a game. And those guys will be out there early, a couple hours early, uh, ready to uh, root that one in. Liverpool, obviously, a favorite in this match. Uh, most Salah to score is uh, very low, uh, 1.53. So you're basically laying almost 2-1 to one that most Salah will score. Um, very low, but Salah playing uh, amazing right now, uh, nonetheless. A uh, couple other MLB scores. We are get underway in Utah. Uh, the Jazz and Thunder are opening up there. A uh, 10-9 Jazz uh, very early in the game. A uh, couple of baseball scores. The White Sox have jumped out tonight. They have scored 10 runs. They're pounding the Mariners 10-4. Uh, Mike Leak got absolutely crushed tonight. Three and a third, 12 hits, gave up eight earned runs, and also gave up two home runs. Um, two home runs for Jose Abreu, a big night for him uh, from the plate. So the White Sox finally get a win. They have been another team that have really uh, struggled as well, 4-14 four and 14 
on the season. Um, obviously, guys, I know tonight, Monday, you know, we've, we've kind of cut the show back a little bit. I don't know how many people will have calling in tonight. I know um, sometimes people are watching the games. They don't necessarily know that uh, we're on the air. But, you know, we have, you know, kind of pulled back the schedule a bit. We're not on every night. We were doing seven nights a week. We're not on seven nights a week. It's only the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, obviously, Blackjack not in tonight. Uh, but we'll go for as long as we feel like it and, uh, you know, kind of just uh, wrap it up from there. Uh, I do want to kind of get into some of the games tomorrow. Obviously, plenty to talk about, um, you know, in NBA, in baseball. Uh, and we'll keep abreast of what's going on in Utah. Uh, Utah, by the way, have the ugliest uniforms in the NBA. I will never understand the thought process behind those uniforms. I don't understand what exactly they are, why you have them. Uh, Utah is not a desert. Uh, it's mostly mountains and snow. And, and look, the, the uniforms they used to have, like the white and the purple and the blue and the greenish, um, those are sweet. Those are cool uniforms. I like them a lot. Um, these new uniforms, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't see the uh, – I don't see the uh, connection, let's say. Uh, you look at tomorrow's card, Milwaukee and the Celtics, uh, Celtics 3, total 204. Obviously, uh, Bucks got a big boost um, at home uh, over the weekend, uh, but weren't able to get the job done yesterday. And obviously, that was a big uh, sticking point yesterday. You would have liked to have seen them you know, tie that series up as they head back to to Beantown, but now you're in a precarious situation. You got to go back on the road. Um, and actually, I'm sorry, it's 2 2. What am I saying? I'm looking at the wrong one. Uh, Milwaukee got it done. I'm sorry. Um, so it's 2 2 going back. So obviously, you're still in a precarious situation now. You got to go back to, to Boston. You obviously got to go to a tough atmosphere, a place that, you know, frankly, you didn't play particularly well in. Uh, the thing about this series, though, four straight overs. And you look at the Boston Celtics. Okay, they've won over nine straight games. You have another total at 204. You look at the first two games of the series, easily goes over the 199. You know, they push the number up a little bit, easily goes over to 205, and then uh, yesterday goes over the 203. It wasn't easy. It only went to 206, but I think you're starting to see a pattern in this series. Um, these games are going over the number, and they haven't really made much of an adjustment to the totals. They're still putting out 204. You look at the last 14 games between these two teams, 11 have gone over the number. I'm going to probably just continue to ride overs in this series. I mean, nothing has really come to think that it won't go over. Um, Boston has struggled defensively. You know, both teams have been pretty good offensively, so um, I don't see any reason to kind of get away from that. Um, nine straight overs for Boston, like I said. And, you know, you look at for Milwaukee, they've went over nine of ten. So, yeah, both these teams have been big over trenders lately. Uh, that might be worth um, looking at here uh, tomorrow night. Definitely something I'm going to have my eye on. Uh, let's get back to the phone lines. Caller, you're live. What's up? Am I live right Yo. now? Yes. Oh, this is uh, – my name is Jay. I'm calling from Cleveland, brother. Uh, you were just talking about Boston, right, the Boston series? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't know if you've been watching this series, but – They've been having some incredible uh, second halves that the, right. that have pushed the game over. Like they scored 64 in the fourth, the last uh, game, and that barely pushed the number over. And I also wanted to comment on, did you see the Houston, what Houston did tonight? 
I did, yeah. They they yeah, actually that fifty points on. in the third, it was amazing. Yeah, and and that's I mean, look, I mean, you, you kind of look at that game. I mean, there were seventy points scored in the third quarter, and you're thinking, I'm sure that game went way over the number. It didn't, bro. They I mean, needed, big uh, man, you've been watching. You watch ball as much as I. I mean, you watch ball more than anybody, and you know the game. I mean, this is just awesome basketball. Every night, you don't know what's going to happen. Well, I, I think tonight, though, I mean, you look at the first quarter, though. There was 42 points scored combined in the first quarter. Uh, if you had the over in your hand, you weren't happy about that because you need a lot of points in the final three quarters. But, yeah, I mean, as far as your Boston point, I'm going to keep riding the over in this series. I mean, um, all four games have went Dude, over. Aren't you a little worried, though? I mean, the last no. two games that went over, it took incredible uh, second yeah, half but, points. Yeah, but, Jay – but, Jay, the thing is, I mean, you look at these teams in general, both have been over trenders. Nine of ten for each of these teams have gone over the number. And, look, frankly, you know, they haven't made any changes really in the total. I mean, it's not like these games are barely going over. I mean, you look at the first game. It was a 199-point total. They got to uh, 220. Second game, they got to uh, 226. I mean, they're going over by 25 points here. Uh, the other night, 116.92. That goes over 205 easily. Um, I get what you're saying, but yeah. And, and look, yesterday they needed a big I just, second. I, I mean, sometimes you get lucky, and I just feel I'm getting so lucky that I'm I'm scared to uh, ride it again. But I guess I guess this is when well, you have to uh, not put so much money on the game. I wouldn't be too scared about it. I mean, they've been going over these teams. Like I said, uh, 11 of the last 14 between these two teams have gone over the number. I'll, and, I'll tell you what, man, it's a great series. Boston yeah, plays so hard, and uh, the, the Greek freak can't shoot, but, man, that guy can cover some ground. Well, no, look, I've said it before. The Greek freak is, is my favorite player in the league. I mean, he, he's great. I mean, he's fantastic. Can't even get tacos uh, in Milwaukee, though. <laughs> Well, look, I, I've said before, I, I don't think the Greek freak should be treated any different than me. If I'm waiting there for an hour, I'm not giving my table up to the Greek freak. I'm I sorry. hear you. I hear you. But uh, I guess you know. uh, I guess there were people at the restaurant that were willing to, like, you know, let him sit right. down. But he didn't want to go. But uh, lastly, uh, man, I'm just so impressed with your uh, 76ers, man. And I'm, I'm getting a little I'm getting a little nervous because uh, well, I, I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they're gonna. Well, I, I think this is a team. This this could be the start of the dynasty right here. Well, who's your team? I'm a Cavs guy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look. I don't think anyone's playing the Sixers right now. I mean, they're really on fire. And you know, look defensively, they've turned it up. Joel Embiid's back and and healthy. Ben Simmons is obviously speaks for himself. They're starting to get great bench scoring from Bellinelli and Elias. Dude, and they and, don't like. Uh, I, I went to the. I go to the Cavs games, right? And the and the Cavs just stop moving. The Sixers scare me because they're constantly moving, man. No, like yeah, the, no, on the play that uh, on the play that Simmons got the dunk, that was because the defense was so nervous about JJ. The defender let uh, Simmons go right by, and he Benny just freaking dumped that ball. Yeah, there's a lot of ways the Sixers can beat you at this point, and I think the Cavs need to the Cavs need to focus on winning against the Pacers because they've looked really poor. I mean, other than you know LeBron James, there just really hasn't been a ton to really get excited about for the Cavs. Jay, uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. See ya.
Uh, but yeah, defensively, the Cavs have had major trouble. Um, that's something they've had to deal with all year. They need to focus on not only um, you know not looking ahead, but beating the Indiana Pacers here uh, before Indiana kind of uh, surprises them. I mean, that's two-two series heading back uh, to uh, Cleveland. Uh, let's keep it going here. Uh, Call, you're live. What's up? What's up, Jeff? This is Juan. How you doing? Pretty good. What's up? Not much, man. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, the Raptors were who I thought they were, you know. Um, you know, I just feel like this is what they do, man. This is this is crazy. I mean, I just can't believe how pitiful they they play in the playoffs. I mean, I'm sorry. I just it, – it's just, it's just terrible. Yeah, I mean, this is typical Raptor basketball, though. I mean, this is – like you said, this is what they do. And, look – Blackjack's been very high on the Raptors. I'm not. I like DeRozan a lot. I think Kyle Lowry's a nice player. Um, but, frankly, what else do you really have there? I mean, you have Ibaka, who is a good player, but he's very inconsistent. I mean, Valanciunas is inconsistent. Um, DeLon Wright, none of those guys have really been major factors. Um, yeah, I mean, the Wizards are, are starting to look really good. You know, Beal's obviously there, and, and Wall's played very well. Uh, and they're getting down scoring. They're getting 16 from Gorton. They're getting 24 from Cotton Oubre. Um, they're just more balanced right now. And, yeah, the Raptors, this is same old stuff from them. No, I agree. I mean, it's just like I heard it all all the time, and I'm just like, you know what? Like, I was like, this is – I don't believe it. And then the first two games, like, okay. So I threw, like, a small unit on it game three, and I was like, see, this is what I thought they were. I was like, this is this doesn't surprise me. You know, they they this might go to seven in my opinion. So, I mean, it's just pitiful how they are, man. I just I just get tired of hearing about the Raptors and stuff. I just they're so overrated. Yeah, that Wizards team is pretty good, man. I like that team a lot. I mean, Otto Porter and Beal and Wall. I don't. That's the one team I don't really. I'm not really interested in facing because they played the Sixers pretty well this year for the most part. All right. Yeah. Yeah, your Sixers are doing pretty good. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't believe they came back, you know, uh, with 30 turnovers. I mean, it just shows you how – I mean, they're just a good team. I've always – you know, I like the way they play. I mean, they're they're young and and they're trying to prove something and to show that the process worked out. But, I mean, Heat blew that game. I mean, they're, just, they're about to get blown out tomorrow. I think it's going to be one, two, three Cancun for Miami. Yeah, I mean, you look at the number. I mean, 10, uh, 10 is high. I mean, I think a lot of people might just say, well, I mean, it's a heat last 10. They're going to take, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll play well here. They'll hang in the number. I mean, this could be one of those games where the Sixers just blitz them from the start, just like every other game, just pull them out. Sixers are 28-14 at home against the spread this year. So, um, yeah, I think you might be right, Gwen. Yeah, and I, and I wish I would have – which I did middle it, but um, the Spurs yesterday, man, I wasn't even thinking about, you know, the Warriors have the Pelicans um, next up. And, you know, I just felt like they kind of just tanked it so they can get it back home and get a couple of extra days rest for Steph, you know. So I got the second half. I I did the Warriors full game. I wasn't even thinking about that until I seen the way the, the way the game was going, so – but that was That's crazy. Good. But uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You finish or not? No, no, go ahead. No, I'm good. No, I was going to say, yeah, the uh, first are going to lose that series. That that series is right. over. 
uh, tomorrow night. Uh, that'll be an interesting one going forward with Golden State and New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans really looks good. Um, you know, without Steph, you never know. This is going to be an interesting uh, year in the playoffs. I, I, I won't be surprised if anyone wins, frankly. Right, I feel you. Well, Jeff, man, I appreciate all the work you do, man. And uh, also want to sit, uh, send out a shout-out, you know what I'm saying, pray for all the victims uh, that happened in the Waffle House shooting in Nashville, you know, another terrorist on the loose. They caught him. Of course, they, they let him. They He was, you know, easily. They probably gave him a burger on the way to the courthouse, way to the jail. That's just how they do it with these uh, white terrorists. But, you know, rest in peace to the four victims. And uh, shout out to the hero that uh, burned his hand and uh, that saved uh, multiple lives. So I'll let you go. But uh, you have a good night, Jeff. Well said, man. You too. Take it easy. Sorry. Uh, Juan obviously uh, referenced that shooting. What what a story uh, about the guy that uh, James Shaw Jr. What an amazing, uh, you know, hero. I mean, to to do that. I mean, look. I mean, we all do. Like, we all go to restaurants. You walk in a restaurant, you get food, you leave. You, you don't really think about it. You don't think that there's some nut that's gonna walk up to the to the to the restaurant and start shooting people. Um, he obviously had the wherewithal to just, you know, not really think about it, just just try to help other people and you know, prevented what could have been obviously even more carnage. Um, what a what a story. What a shame. And what a story, though, that he was able to obviously rip the gun away and, and obviously um, take down this this nut job. Uh, and they look like they did arrest this guy, unlike Guan said, with, without no issue. Um, yet a black guy in the back of his house uh, pulls his cell phone out and gets shot. Uh, this guy's uh, taken out without problem to the uh, sheriff's office, and, you know, that's that. But, uh, yeah, a sad world we live in, a lot of bad things going on in the world. Obviously, another terrorist attack in Canada today. A uh, very sad world uh, we live in, and uh, sometimes it's hard to get positivity out of it. But uh, we will try to press on here. But, yes, uh, uh, as Guan said, a very good point uh, – we think of those people tonight who were just out to have a late meal uh, before they head home. I'm sure many of them had a night out, had some fun, decided they wanted to go have some food, and uh, some psychopath uh, brings a gun out and just starts shooting it for no known reason uh, just to do it. We'll never understand it. Um, also, uh, we um, we remember um, the people today in that in that terrible uh, event up in Toronto. V- very sad world. Uh, but uh, a little update here in uh, Utah, uh, Utah, uh, the home of the red and yellow and orange uniforms, which I hate so much. Uh, the score is 26-22 Thunder, a uh, minute 45 to go. In the first, obviously, very early there. Uh, if you want to call in, love to hear from you. I don't know how many people we'll get. We have a couple of people so far. Uh, 917-889-3290 on the Southtown 101 hotline. Again, uh, 917-889-3290. If you want to talk NFL draft, let's talk. I'd love to uh, chat about where your team uh, is going to pick. I'm going to talk a little bit about where I have certain teams going, what I think teams are going to do. Um, Listen, if I'm the Cleveland Browns and I want a quarterback, I'm going to take Josh Rosen. That's what I would do. I don't know that they will. Um, They like Josh Allen, supposedly, and I think ultimately that's what they'll end up doing. But if it's my choice, I would take Josh Rosen, um, you know, if I'm looking for a quarterback. If it was my choice to make a pick, it'd be Saquon Barkley. 
I think Saquon Barkley is a transcendent talent. I think he's a kid that for years to come uh, is going to be the catalyst in this league. We've seen what a big-time running back can do for you, whether it's Todd Gurley or Ezekiel Elliott uh, or whoever. Um, I know people don't say that running backs mean anything anymore. That's bullshit. Uh, They mean a lot. And if you have a pretty good offensive line, you can win a lot of football games. Um, For me, if I'm the New York Giants, that's where I'd go at two. Uh, because I don't think the uh, Browns are going to take him, though I think they should. If I'm the Giants, I would take Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, like I said, is a transcendent talent. He is a guy that I think long-term they desperately need, but they need to figure out what they're going to do going forward at the quarterback position. Are they ready to kind of start looking towards the future um, You know, as Eli Manning continues to get older? You know, that's obviously the big question there. I think, though, they're going to either trade out or or, or take a quarterback. Um, again, I think both teams should take a running back, but um, I don't think they're going to do it. For some reason, people believe Sam Darnold and then Josh Allen are, are, the, are the guys here. But in my drift, I have the Giants taking Saquon Barkley. To me, it just seems logical. Um, the Jets – they're going to take a quarterback. And if they take Baker Mayfield, which it would be very Jets to do so, um, they're another team making a major mistake. If they take Baker Mayfield, they're going to fail. And like always, that's just kind of what they do up at New York. Look, if we go by what I think is going to happen, I think they take Sam Darnold at number three. They think, they think, from what I've seen, they're going to take Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, I've talked time and time again, is, he's not going to be a good player at the next level. He just isn't. He's not big. He's undersized. He's got no footwork. Um, he's got bad field vision down the field. He can't really read anything on the field. He doesn't play a lot of great competition and didn't. Um, I think he's got off the field question marks. Uh, you talk about a guy that has question marks off the field. I mean, look no further than Baker Mayfield. Um, so for me, if I'm them, I'd, I'd, take, uh, I'd take Sam Darnold here. I mean – Obviously, if he's not on the board, you take whatever quarterback's available. You don't take Baker Mayfield here. You just can't do it. Um, the fourth pick for Cleveland, um, obviously, if they take a quarterback or Barkley, I think they'll take Bradley Chubb here. I think it'd be perfect. You know, maybe you consider taking, uh, you know, a, a, a tackle here. Obviously, with Joe Thomas leaving, um, that's a big a loss. But I think Chubb's got to be the guy here. I mean, Bradley Chubb. 10 sacks two years in a row. I mean, was a complete disruptor, really, at every level uh, that he played at. He's the best defensive player in this draft. Uh, and with Miles Garrett and him, um, that's a, a pretty unbelievable uh, defensive line. Um, Denver at five, I think they'll go quarterback. Uh, I think Buffalo will trade up and, and try to get a quarterback as well. They're a team that obviously really must do that. Uh, number seven, Tampa, I would probably say they'll go uh, Minka Fitzpatrick here. I think this would be the most uh, obvious pick for them. They need some help in the back end. They need some sort of corner uh, or safety. Uh, whether you go with Denzel Ward or you go with Fitzpatrick, I don't think either would be a bad pick here. I personally I have them going Fat Fitzpatrick. I think he's the best defensive back in this draft. Uh, at Chicago, I think Chicago needs to get some um, – front help, some offensive line help. Look, if you're going to build a particularly good offense with a new quarterback, a young quarterback with an offensive guy, Nagy, you want to make sure you can guard, you know, protect him, keep him safe. Uh, Quentin Nelson's the best guard in this draft. He's the best 
offensive lineman in this draft, and he's the guy that if I'm them, I take here. He's a guy that for years to come could be a, a guard for that group. Uh, look at what Zach Martin's done out of Notre Dame. Uh, if I'm them, I would go Quentin Nelson here um, for sure. Uh, number nine is interesting. The, the San Francisco 49ers, I think a lot of people think they'll go defense and take a linebacker, maybe a Tremaine Edwards or, uh, or Tremaine um, Edmonds or Roquan Smith or someone like that. But if I'm them, I would look towards a receiver at this spot, maybe Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton. Um, the 49ers need to understand that they're not far off. They have their quarterback. Um, they have some playmakers there. Um, you know, they went out and got Jarek McKinnon. Uh, they have a good offensive line. They need to go out and get a big-time receiver. I don't think the receivers are good enough. I don't like their, their tight end position particularly either. It's time to go out and make a splash. And I'm not saying that a, a linebacker is not going to make that splash. Going out and getting a Calvin Ridley, going out and getting a Cortland Sutton, going out and getting a player like that really gives – uh, your new quarterback, all sorts of toys. And what that's going to do is open up the offense. You already have a pretty good defense. If Reuben Foster can stay out of trouble, he's going to be your middle linebacker, your Mike linebacker. You have a good, a uh, couple other good linebackers in Harold and, and Malcolm Smith. You brought in Richard Sherman. You still have Jimmy Ward. You have some pass rushing presence up front. They need a playmaker. If I was them, I would go out and take um, – a, a receiver. And for me, the best receiver in this draft is Cortland Sutton. I would take Cortland Sutton. It might be a reach, uh, but I think he's the most talented. You want more of a name? Take Calvin Ridley. I don't think either is a bad pick. Uh, 10, uh, I would go with Roquan Smith here for Oakland. I think they really need a player like this, of this caliber. I would take uh, Roquan Smith. He's a guy that, um, as far as to me, other than and Chubb, is the best player in this draft defensively. Um, he has a real future. Um, he's a big-time athletic playmaker, could go sideline to sideline. I'm all over Roquan Smith. So, you know, obviously you could tell I'm a big draft guy, really looking forward to what happens. There's going to be trades. There's going to be interesting things that go on. And, look, as far as the Philadelphia Eagles are concerned, I wouldn't be surprised to see them just trade out of this pick. Um, you get some picks in the second or third round. They don't currently have – a second or third round pick. So I think they could make a move and get out of the first round. Um, we'll obviously see if they don't, I think they probably go offensive lineman uh, or um, some kind of running back, maybe Sony Michelle, maybe someone like that. God forbid Darius Geis is available. A couple of names to keep your eye on. You know, if you're, you know, looking for an offensive player or a defensive player, uh, a name you want to see, Avita Vea, I think is a guy that is really um, a high level football player. You could make the case other than Chubb. He's the best defensive player in the draft. He's a mauling defensive tackle. Great run stopper. Has a ton of power. One of those typical, you know, Samoan, Hawaiian type of players. Uh, basically is, is endemic and Sue in a weird way. Um, you know, has a bit of physical conditioning problems at times, you know, with his weight. But I think he's a guy that, I think if you want a run stopper, a guy that's going to just make plays for you, Vita Vea is surely the guy um, you know, another guy that I'm, I'm pretty high on, uh, is, um, is Marcus Davenport from UTSA. Uh, Marcus Davenport had a really good senior season. Um, and I know people, you know, as far as Seattle's concerned, this might be a good spot for them to take, uh, Marcus Davenport to so without obviously, uh, Michael Bennett. Um, they had some trouble with Malik McDowell a year or two ago. Um, you know, they need a kind of a surefire player. Uh, Marcus Davenport, a good, good, good defensive end that you know, might be a, an option for them there. 
As far as offense is concerned, I'm highly interested in DJ Moore, kick return to wide receiver out of Maryland. Um, you know, obviously is that returnability that teams like uh, the Dallas Cowboys need a replacement at wide receiver for Des Bryant. This could be a guy that um, I think is really kind of shut up draft boards. I don't know that he's too risky either. He's a good player. Um, he's quick. He's good hands, uh, very fast, obviously. Uh, DJ Moore might be worth a look for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, obviously, some very good pass rushers in this draft and receivers as well. So keep your eye. Vita Vea, DJ Moore, and Marcus Davenport. Um, as far as NBA tomorrow, uh, I will have my eye on that over in that Boston-Milwaukee game. Obviously, I'm just going to keep riding the trends, frankly. Um, all four have went over in this series. Um, no one's really made an adjustment to the total. Um, I'll be interested to see if it goes up or down. Obviously, it'll probably go up. Uh, I think Guan White, one of our callers, made a good point. It might be uh, one, two, three beach time for the Miami Heat. Um, having to travel up to Philadelphia, obviously, with not much of a chance to win this series, uh, down 3-1. Uh, but DLA the 10 points, that's a lot of points delay in a playoff game. Um, and Miami, obviously, is, is on their last stand. Gun to my head, I actually think Miami will cover. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think. Um, Miami, obviously, will put all their effort into this one. Uh, call your lives. What's up? Hello? Yo. Uh, just letting you know that uh, 76 are going to get killed by the Bucks. Okay. Uh, what's your basis we're taking, for that? We're taking y'all's ass. Not even okay. close. And fat, okay. man, you're fat. Okay. Yeah, by the way, let me – are you going to stay on the phone or are you just going to hang up? Typical. Uh, by the way, if you're going to call in and, and talk, I mean, at least have the balls to stay on the phone. Um, but that guy obviously didn't have the balls to do that. So, uh, he, he wanted to talk tough and jump off, uh, typical of a telephone tough guy. Uh, but I mean, his comment didn't even make sense. The bucks are going to beat the six. Well, bucks have to beat the, the Celtics first genius. And they got to beat the, you know, whoever comes out of that Cavs Pacers series. So quality call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, as far as golden state, San Antonio, I look, I, I think, I think the Spurs are done. I think they got their one win. Uh, I think it's time for the Warriors not to put put it to bed. Uh, but, I mean, have hey, stranger things have happened. Who knows when Greg Popovich will be back. Uh, but obviously you want to, if you're the Golden State Warriors, finish that out as soon as possible. Um, I will hang on for a couple more minutes here, guys. Obviously, um, you know, we're getting back into the swing of things here with the show. Uh, Black Chick was on vacation. You know, we've been off for a couple of days. So we'll be back, obviously, fully uh, tomorrow night. And it's not as easy doing a show uh, with one person. You know, when you're not getting calls and, and the calls are spotty, it's tough to continue to do the show. So, you know, we'll obviously you know, do a couple more minutes here and then kind of wrap it up uh, here tonight. Uh, obviously, you can follow me every day at SBR Sports Picks. I'm on there every day at 10 o'clock a.m. with my friend Donnie Wrightside, 10 a.m., the right side of campus. Make sure you check into that. Uh, 32-24, Thunder, uh, 11 to go in the second quarter. So Thunder are taking care of business here uh, early on. 11 points for Paul George. He's looked very good so far. Our Kamel Anthony is struggling, though. Uh, and the Utah Jazz are struggling as well, just 41.5% from the field. Uh, and they have – five turnovers so obviously we will take a look and finish out the night watching that 
Uh, I appreciate everyone tuning in for the abbreviated show tonight. I want to just get on here and talk some sports a little bit, see what people were up to. Uh, We had a couple calls that called in. Thanks to you guys uh, for joining us tonight. Um, And I have had some even people mention to me that they can't hear the show. Um, You know, we we obviously have to figure out a new way to do the show. Um, Blog Talk Radio is obviously terrible. It's an awful system to use. It never works. I mean, even I was cut off right in the beginning of the show. I had to, I got cut off. Um, it's just not a, a professional way to do a show, and it's hard to use anymore. So we'll get back to the drawing board, find a new way to do the show going forward. Uh, we appreciate Southtown 101 for uh, sponsoring the show every day, Action Network, obviously, for presenting us uh, every day, and we appreciate everyone tuning in. Hopefully you had a great night. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday, same time, same place. Blackjack Fletcher will be back. Uh, we'll have a little bit more of a uniform show here, uh, and we will catch you then. Everyone have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow here on Viva La Vegas. Bye-bye. I got 21 reasons why I don't settle down. The first 20 don't matter, and one I won't stick around. I'm a one-eyed jack guy. I'm the king of the queens. Hit me all you want, and you hear them scream. Black Jack. There he goes, Black Jack. One lucky soul.